Welcome to Kingdom Talks, where we engage leaders, teachers, creative artists, and everyday people in conversations that awaken listeners to new revelations of the Kingdom Age. All of our courses, community conversations, partnership links, and much more can be found on our website, kingdomtalksmedia.com. Now, enjoy the show. All right, I'm excited to have Brian Orm back on with me. It's been a while, Brian. Um, yeah. And I, I really do, I, I appreciate you, I love you, I honor you. I just, I love what you carry and what you bring, and I know our listeners do as well. And um, so it's been a while. I don't know if you want to do a little catch up on, you know, where you're at now. Um, if uh, the the old little COVID guy has gotten into the mix of things with you, or <laughs> if you want to skip that part. That's <laughs> oh, fine. It's great to be back with you, Gil. Love what you're doing. Love your heart, man. And so, yeah, it's an unusual season, right? You know, COVID's kind of thrown a wrench into a lot of different things, and people have had to pivot. And that's you know the same story for me, you know, as an itinerant speaker, obviously all the speaking engagements were canceled, which was like, yeah. oh man. And so, but there's been some beautiful things that have come out of it for sure. And just to, and I love the reality that we have technology to be able to do stuff like this and build courses. It's, it's pretty awesome. It is. Yeah. And that's been uh, the, the fun part too, is, you know, before all this even started, I had been saying for like over a year that I really wanted to get us to where we could do online conferences and do them well. Um, well, we kind of got forced into that. So, hey, we're, it's here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. a good thing, though. <laughs> so, uh, Brian, just for the listeners who don't know a lot about you, um, share a little bit of, you know, about your background, who you are, so they can kind of get that get their bearings with you. Absolutely. So, yeah, my wife and I did university ministry for 22 years. And so we, that was kind of our, our ecosystem for a long time, which we loved. We loved being in an environment that loved to think and so, and believe, and so we can do both. And so that just really shaped a lot of my, my perspective of we can be intellectual and be mystical at the same time. You know, we don't have to choose one or the other. And because of that, that opened up a lot of other doors. So I, I'm also an international speaker and trainer when the borders reopen up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and then there's some endeavors. A friend that's been on this show as well, Arun Bolchandani and I have partnered yeah. in some mystical mentorships that we do. And then there's some big news coming, I can't say yet, but of a, an endeavor we're going to do in 2021. That's going to be really awesome. But just a heart to help people understand their position in Christ, their cosmic position in Christ, and not just their identity as a son, but their function as a king. And the last piece is uh, partnered with three friends, which we've partnered together to build something called Kingdom Reformers. And we're helping to equip the body to bring the systems of the world back to their original intent, to not be afraid of the systems, be like a Daniel and work within a system to be promoted and to not destroy the system, but just to be able to influence it from within. That's really good. I, I appreciate you saying that because um, I know that, you know, well, well, number one, we got a conference coming up that you have just uh, you know, said yes to, so I'm excited about that. Yeah, We're going to have on. about 12 different speakers, including Mike Parsons and Nancy Cohen and uh, many others, obviously, with, uh, with 12 awesome. different speakers. But um, the whole idea, is, you know, the title of it is Kingdom Restoration Age Online Conference believing that the age that we're moving into is the age for the restoration of the kingdom. 
And I like what you're talking about because I, I, I believe, you know, that is absolutely what Christians need to be doing. You know, God's followers need to be stepping up. Now, in my opinion, you know, they need to go see what their mandate is, go to the Father and all that. But yeah. we need to, I, I'm convinced that we're in the season where we need to start moving. We need to start taking action. We can't sit around and keep talking about it anymore. And this is the season. Um, something I'm going to share you know, we're filming, what is today? On uh, Wednesday, the, September 16th is when we're filming this. And tonight I'm going to be sharing some stuff on how relevant the changes of the ages are and how important it is for us as the ecclesia, as, as Yahweh's people, to take note and begin moving because the door is open and we need to start stepping through. So absolutely, man. it's an exciting time. It now, is. so one of the things that we talked about just before jumping on was uh, the title here, Interactive Creation, and that Father's been, you know, sharing some things with you in that area, which I believe is absolutely a major piece of this, this next stage that we're stepping into. Would love to yeah. hear your comments and, and your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think part of it, I mean, really the beginning point is, I kind of mentioned this in the little intro, but, you know, we, I think there's an understanding for most Christians that they're a son, you know, a daughter. And they may not understand the depth of what that means in their identity, but they understand, hey, we're a son, we're a daughter, but there hasn't been as much revelation into that we're also a king. Hmm. And, you know, we have a, our cosmic position in Christ as a son, as a daughter, but then we have a role in the earth to be a king in a kingdom and that there's a place of governance and influence we can have within creation that we have been called to be fruitful, to multiply to subdue creation, the earth with the righteousness of God. And as I was kind of just personally just pressing into this, I'm like, Lord, what, what does this look like? Are there protocols to this? Like, is there something I can learn? And, and I just, I was walking, I love to walk at night in our area. And so just kind of like this Canyon area. And so I was walking one night and God said, well, why don't you just speak to the earth? I said, well, what do you mean? Like what? He goes, just bend down, put your hand on the soil and speak to the earth. And I was like, okay. And so I just, I knelt down, put my hand in the dirt. And I'm like, well, what, what do I say? And he's like, why don't you just start by blessing the earth? And as I began to do this, some things began to unlock with the Lord. And then I went to scripture. I'm like, where is there places where people spoke specifically to the earth? And, and one is it's Deuteronomy 32, one. This is Moses says, give ear, O heavens, and I will speak and let the earth hear the words of my mouth. And I was like, Moses understood some ancient spiritual technology of mm -hmm. speaking to the earth. And when we look at the earth that, you know, if you dr are driving around right now, listening to this, or you're at your home, whether that's a single family home, apartment, you know, townhome, condo, whatever, all of the materials used to build that came from the earth. Everything around just... us thinking that <laughs> all of it i mean technology everything that we see and experience came from the earth so the earth mm -hmm. is not suffering from lack right it's kings suffering from their understanding of that they're a king that is so good so good and so as i begin to kind of progress down this road of what are the protocols to this and how do i begin to function in this space the the lord began to speak to me even just about i mean i, I alluded just right now to that the fact that all these resources come from the earth, right? We've got gold and silver and palladium and copper and oil and all the stuff. But there's also some 
stuff that I'd, I'd read these verses for years, sang songs with these verses in the songs, but it just it never clicked. And there's two I want to hit. Psalm 24, 1 says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, yeah. the world and they that dwell therein. And then it's like, okay, what's the fullness? So Isaiah 6, 3, And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, the knowledge of the glory of who I am will cover the earth, but my glory is also in the earth. And so people talk about grounding where you're barefoot. I, I, I love to do this at the beach where we're nearby because you just, you feel better. There's just something about when you're barefoot and the grass, Absolutely. the soil, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a science to it. But to me, it's actually the glory of God coming from the earth. You know, if you think about it, I'm, I'm not saying God is specifically and only just energy, but there's an energetic reality to this, the glory yeah. of God. And so as I was doing this, the Lord said, receive my glory from the bottoms of your feet to the crown of your head. Mm-hmm. As you're, as I was ground, like, all right, I just receive the glory that you place into the earth. And, and I could just feel it surging into my body. And so then recently I was in Texas, some friends of mine do this thing called Kingdom Reformers. And we had this conference and there were no masks. And it was awesome. And we do this conference and I'm sharing on this stuff. And I just said, you know, what? I'm going to bless the earth before we move forward. And so I just, I speak to the land around, we were on a, a rural property, a lot of land around us. They got bulls next door and all this stuff. And so I just said, I speak to this land and I bless the earth in this region. And immediately it starts pouring rain. The crazy thing was there was no rain in the forecast at all. Like it was pouring rain. Evan, the room's kind of freaking out, tripping. And, and I just, I just kind of let there be light over this region, over the place that this region represents in the earth. And all of a sudden flashes of lightning are going across the, the sky. And the Lord speaks to me in the moment because the earth is confirming what you're, what you're teaching on, this is yeah. truth. The body needs to come back to the understanding of this ancient. It's not new. It's an ancient understanding. It's just been lost. Yeah, totally agree with you 100%. You know, and another person that's going to be at this conference is Chris Carter, who is, you know, very big into understanding the elementals and, and the angelic or the spirits behind the different things. You know, Jesus spoke to the wind. He spoke to the storm. He spoke to the sea. You know, he spoke to these things. And I tend to agree with Chris Carter in this area where I don't think Jesus did that just to bully them into submission, but that he had relationship with them and that he was able to speak and they understood his authority and they just obeyed. You know, it wasn't a big nasty battle. It was more of a, of us learning to, us needing to learn to uh, understand who we are and to step into that place where we have dominion, we have authority, but we also don't need to abuse it. And, you know, just, uh, you know, and that tends to be what we do. And we've done that with angels too, commanding them to do this and that rather than building relationship. Yeah. And then, you know, saying, hey, you know, you mind doing this? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that they are more than excited to do things for us, but to do it out of relationship is so much yeah. more powerful because then it's like, you know, when someone loves you, you know, they'll take a bullet for you. If, if you're just making them do things for you, then uh, it's like, here comes the bullet. Let me dodge that. So, <laughs> you know, they don't have your back, you know, when we bully yeah. things. But when we have relationship and we operate in love, you know, everybody and everything, I believe, has our back. 
when Absolutely. we're operating out of love. Yeah, you've a friend of mine, Arun, you've had on here. There's a thing the Lord spoke to him a while back, and it was really powerful. He goes, I don't, I, it's not just about consciousness. I want friendship. Yes. You know, it's like that's where everything flows is that place of friendship. And I think even the pursuit of God, it's, you know, and I talk about it too, just having a Christ consciousness, right? That we've been given the mind of Christ, but we can even approach that outside of the context of, well, he called us friends. Yes. Which was so amazing. Well, I think sometimes uh, we get a little mixed up. You know, to me, the consciousness that we are becoming aware of actually has more to do with us understanding who we are than it does about, uh, you know, everything else understanding who we are. I think everything else already knows who we are. We're the last ones to really (laughs) get the message (laughs) and understand it. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. that's, That's the power of the identity piece. It becomes the doorway to then I need to function as a king and kings, kings exercise their dominion primarily by speaking. Yeah. And there's no creation without declaration. We have to begin to frame up something. You know, the testimony of our future is really based on our consciousness of hope in the present. That becomes the, the framework through which we begin to speak. Yeah. You know, you know, a lot of people live in a framework that's shame, guilt, condemnation, et cetera, et cetera because they've been speaking from a framework that doesn't have any hope. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's interesting that you bring that up because um, uh, this this will air after Paul Young, but Paul Young, I had him on for a whole week, basically, so four days, and he, he was hitting on that very thing, you know, just that, you know, the the paradigm that most people live out is that one of, you know, shame and guilt, and it's like, it doesn't need to doesn't need to be that way. It's not meant to be that way, and it's us that generally hold on to our own condemnation and judgment of ourselves. And it's like, man, if we just understood who we are and how much the Father loves us, that begins to change everything. Because once you understand who you are and you begin to love yourself, oh, it's a game changer. <laughs> Absolutely, man. It's a game changer for everyone around us too. <laughs> That's absolutely true, because you know, we we not only will make ourselves miserable when we hate ourselves or don't love ourselves, but we make everybody else around us miserable too. <laughs> Indeed, uh, it just it lowers our ability in every area of life. Yeah, lack of identity. So, with this interactive creation, I mean, what are some other things that you've seen? I mean, I love that that story, you know, of of you know being in Texas and and speaking and having those things happen right there on the spot. What other interactive things have you seen with creation that um, uh, have really kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe blown your mind, you know, just to realize, wow, this is so good. <laughs> yeah, I think animals, I have a lot of stuff with animals. And some, I always just teach people just to be aware of your surroundings all the time, that yeah. there's probably a message. And, and I remember when this first started happening to me, just kind of bizarre animal stuff. And I was like, Lord, is there like, do you talk about this in scripture? Cause like, this seems just crazy to me. And, and he gives me this verse. I'd, I'd actually never really considered this verse ever. And it was Job 12, uh, seven, eight says, but ask the animals and they will instruct you. Ask the birds of the sky and they will tell you or speak to the earth and it will instruct you and let the fish of the sea inform you. And that there's actually messages within the marine kingdom and reptilian kingdom and animal kingdom. And, and so the I've had kingdom. these. What's that? I said, and the plant kingdom and the rock kingdom. <laughs> Absolutely. All the kingdoms. 
and just having that expectation. And as I've done that even more, there's just typically how it happens for me is God, an animal comes in our yard that's never been there before. And it hangs around until we begin to pray, like what's going on. And God begins to speak typically into a season that we're about to enter into. And once that season comes and whether there was a solution needed or whatever that context might be, the animal disappears to never come back. Interesting. And, you know, one time it was, uh, we had a rat stealing orange oranges from our orange tree, hmm. which we'd never had before. And so right away I was like, I think I know what this means that someone's going to try to steal fruit from our life. Interesting. And so within, I think 30 days, there was a person that started another ministry and was trying to bring all the people that just come to Christ, new believers into that ministry out of the ministry we were doing. Mm. And that just that message of creation prepared us for what was coming. And so it's pretty cool. That is cool. That is cool. Hey, well, uh, we need to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to actually talk about plants. And um, uh, and we'll, we'll go that route for a little bit. Be right back after this. An ecclesia is family doing kingdom business. When you join an ecclesia with Kingdom Talks Media that is going through the Ultimate Impact series, this is what a typical week might look like. During the week, you'll watch the Ultimate Impact teaching videos based on that week's topic. Each video is about 10 minutes long, followed by a time for you to shift focus into the heavenly realm, allowing Father to guide you into further revelation. Once a week, you'll gather with your Ecclesia group in person or most likely through Zoom conferencing to typically do two things. One, relate with each other as you share insights about that week's topic. And two, shift focus into the heavenly realm as an Ecclesia to practice engaging Father together. Week after week, you and your Ecclesia will gain new perspectives through the teachings, discussions, and your experiences individually and together in the heavenly realms. All right, I'm back with Brian Orm, and uh, I, I love this conversation on creation and our engagement with it and our understanding of who we are and how we're supposed to be engaging with it. So you'd talked about the animals a little bit, and. Yeah, I'll, I'll share one thing on that is, you know, we, we live here in Colorado Springs now. We love it. We have an acre here and um, we've got like a ton of rabbits. And I, I don't know why in the beginning I just started calling them Bob. All of them are Bob. Hey, Bob. <laughs> so every morning it's like, good morning, Bob's, because there's, you know, five or six together. Anyway, <laughs> it's just been interesting how, you know, my wife and I have really concentrated on the frequency that we carry and that we're putting out so that they feel comfortable. And uh, there's been times where we've come out and didn't even, you know, really notice that, uh, you know, Bob or a Bob or many Bobs are, you know, sometimes within five feet of us. And they're just sitting there chewing on the grass, <laughs> not being bothered at all by the fact that we're there, which I just, I just love that. That's but, awesome. So I, I said I wanted to go into the plants. Um, and I don't know what your experience has been with plants, but... Uh, the last two Sundays for our Sunday uh, morning service, we've actually had plants leading the worship service. Um, we've got a, someone gave us this device called uh, Music of the Plants, 
and you can hook it up to the plants and it it recognizes and reads their electronic signal that they put off and then it translates it into you know you actually have multiple choices of how you want it to sound but you know that's obviously not the sound of the plant but it is picking up on the frequency and the levels of that frequency so it does it kind of plays up and down through these different notes and you know i'll admit i was a little skeptical at first but the more and more and more and more we've played with these things and the interaction that we've had with the plants really shows me that there is a consistency it's not 100 percent of the time but there is a strong consistency that when we are speaking love over the plant or even just you know kind of holding the plant like hugging it the tones go low and then when uh you know we move on it goes back into higher notes and uh, you know again it's not 100 percent consistent but it's very consistent and it's very impressive to understand that you know science has already indicated that our body you know the cells of our body carry memory so why wouldn't the cells of a plant carry some memory or some you know some level of uh, understanding i'll just put it that way i mean they don't have a brain but there's some level of understanding where they interact with this and they respond to what we say or do and anyway there's a ton of stories about plants and these things and how they react but uh just curious if you have any any stories of your encounters with the the plant life at all yeah absolutely i mean i we i love speaking over the vegetation in our yard and when i was in texas recently when I spoke on the Speaking of the Earth, I just encourage people to go home to their properties and put their hands in the soil and trees and just bless what's what's what they've been given responsibility for on that property. Yeah. And one person did this and they <clears throat> sent a picture. They put their hand in the dirt. When they lifted up, there was a sprout that had come out. Wow. Where there was no there was nothing there. Oh wow. It's like an immediate response. And I think that's just a powerful reality of the interconnectivity of creation that we have with creation. You know, we always quote, you know, Romans 8, that creation, creation is groaning, but there's a field to that. There's a frequency to that. And yeah. they're, they're waiting for us to know who we are because exactly. we're connected. And, you know, it's, it's the same thing with the cloud of witnesses. Like their perfection is connected to our fulfillment. Yep of our purpose here, like God's made everything to be connected like Russian dolls and not separated in any way. Right. Right. I, I love that. And that, that in and of itself is, is a whole new thing for us to understand. If we really begin to realize who we are and the truth about our relationship with father, that the fact is we've never been separated and that <laughs> the idea that we've been separated is just our own illusion. God's never been separated from us, but we sometimes yeah. think we've been separated. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, the yeah. power of oneness is is a game changer in the mindset. Yeah. Percent. It really is. And and again, just to understand the love of the Father, and it, it does, it hurts my heart to think that the church, you know, kind of got off base for, you know, and I'm, I'm not going to blame the church, you know, specifically, you know, just different things through the ages were taught and it just kind of got off track and further off track to where, you know, we taught there's this separation. And, yeah. and if we really understood that God loved us so dearly that he would never let us go, that he would never forsake us, never leave us. And, you know, 
there's that route to appeal to the emotional side, to the love. But then there's the other side that you could appeal to and just say, well, you're not God. And because if you're if you if you are actually separated from God, you would have to be a God yourself to continue to exist. So, (laughs) you know, what is it? (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, we've never been separated. And and it's because of the love of God that he won't let us go. Yeah, it's amazing. Mind boggling. His love for us, and when we can tap into that, then our field is impacting everything around us. Like you said, it's like you're drawing creation to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Well, and so even with this plant, you know, and and being able to hook it up, I, you know, I love having worship now in the morning where I just hook it up to the plant and I just sit there and listen to that. You That's know, cool. I've got my frequency music that I listen to in, in the mornings, but um, it seems so much more alive and fresh and real just to have our plant. We call it Bell. Um, <laughs> and I can't remember. It's actually a has Bell in the actual name of the plant. But uh, so we call it Bell. And um, we just let her sing to us every morning and we just have our time with the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. It is cool. And, you know, people can actually go online, you know, Facebook or YouTube, actually YouTube, and you can Google it and find a lot of information on, um, you know, the research and the sounds of plants. And uh, it really is pretty soothing just to have a plant, you know, engaging with you. And yeah. um, some people may think it's crazy, but I, I just say try it. Give it a try. Not at all. You. I mean, there's been such a fear of... I think even just creation itself in the sense of connecting to creation, because like that's new age or occultic, you know, and the earth itself responds to obedience or disobedience. It's the way it's designed. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, the occult knows this and they, they'll take a patch of soil, curse it, put it in a business and it will fail. So they know how to speak to the earth. And I'm, it's, we need, we need to come back to its original intent. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, and again, I, I didn't say this earlier, but when you started off by talking about speaking to the earth and that everything comes from the earth, it's like, yeah, I, I've recognized that a long time ago and really kind of brought me back to the idea. And, it's, you know, if someone doesn't agree with this, I, I it's like, fine, I, I, I don't need to make anyone agree with this. But it's just the idea where, you know, so many have used the term Mother Earth. And it's like, well, that kind of makes sense because... You know, literally, we're made of dirt. The clothes I'm wearing are made of dirt. You know, the glass I'm drinking from, made of sand, but dirt. (laughs) You know, it's all from the earth. And, um, and, and, but it's our spirit that comes from the Father. Now, you know, people could argue things theologically if they want to, and that's fine. But, but again, it just. Well, the word earth is also feminine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anyway, it just it makes a, a lot of sense now to yeah. where before, you know, I avoided the whole term just because it was related to New Age. And uh, I'd been taught that New Age is totally terrible and bad. Um, well, they got a lot of things right. <laughs> <laughs> well, from the earth came the seed, right? So there's a womb. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Very true. And you, you're talking about how the occult, cultic will take, the occult will take uh, dirt, curse it, and put it on a, you know, the, the property or something. It makes me, reminds me of uh, when I was living back in Sacramento. Um, I had taken the garbage out, you know, in, in Sacramento, you know, we all have fenced uh, yards for the most part. And so I'd, you know, gone out the fence, taken the garbage out, put it out. And, and uh, you know, the pathway that I was on was very clear. You know, it's clean and clear. 
And um, so I came back a couple hours later when the garbage truck had come. And uh, actually, I'd been out running. And so I come back, I get the garbage can, and I go to take it in, and I open up our gate. And inside our gate, someone had taken and mutilated a rat and lined it up, you know, its tail, its innards, and everything, just lined it up right there on the sidewalk. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I got that little chill. Yeah. And then I'm like, hmm, all right, Father, how do I deal with this? And, <laughs> uh, and, and he said, just call on the blood of Jesus. And so I just called on the blood of Jesus. And it's, I mean, th- this was so powerful. It makes me cry sometimes just thinking about it. But I just saw this red wave coming over the entire house. And, you know, and I'm standing down by that place where, you know, they had done what they did, whoever it was. And, and it's like this red blood wave. It was totally alive. And as it's coming up over the house, it kind of glances down at that little spot. And it's just like, huh, and just moves on, just rolls right over it, you know. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> didn't, didn't give it a second thought. It was just, huh. And the wave just kept right on going, just washed it. So. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so um, what what else have you had encounters with? Um, you know, because I, I, I've, I've had encounters with trees. I've had encounters with, I mean, specific trees that had an elemental locked in it that wanted set free. And, and um, I, um, you know, I, I, I actually had a conversation. It's like, okay, I'm going to set you free. But if you end up being a, a, you know, a naughty boy, you know, <laughs> and wanting to cause some <laughs> havoc, then I'm just going to throw you into the abyss. So just know. (laughs) And anyway, I said, okay, I set you free. And he came out and that was it. He was gone. I'm just like, well, good. I'm glad I could set him free and he could move on. (laughs) I, you know, and I don't get it. I don't have any, you know, theology for it at all. It's just this tree kept, you know, getting my attention over and over and over. It's like every time I walked by it, it would draw my attention. And then actually I did that from an upstairs window, looking down at it. It finally dawned on me what was going on, that there was an elemental or something in that tree that wanted set free. And so I did it from up there, and then that was it. It was gone and Mm. didn't attract my attention anymore after that, which was interesting. Yeah, I think there's this whole reality of spiritual forces that that isn't talked about much. Like, what are those spiritual forces? And, you know, one I've been kind of diving into is Kratos. Mm. We see this in Scripture. Like, one instance is the road to Emmaus when they're, kind of deliberating what's going on and Jesus shows up and and he they were unable to see who he was because of Kratos. Huh. And Kratos was the personification of might. And pers- you know had this the siblings were Nike um uh, Bia and Zealous. So it was victory force and zeal came with Kratos. And it's like this realm that opened up that prevented them from seeing, but was going to give them a different framework because they were walking around disappointed, disillusioned, right? You know, it's the third day. We thought this was the Messiah, like our plan has ended, you know, it's like, and Jesus shows up in the midst of their process, but then releases this realm, the spiritual force of Kratos. Okay, well, we got to wrap this section up, but I think that's going to be a great section to start part two on because I actually have some questions on that. Um, Very interesting. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, So uh, I just want to honor you and thank you, Brian, for coming on. Appreciate you so much. And uh, again, I just I just I love your heart. I just feel like I have a heart connection to you. I really do. man. So I want to um, uh, bless you and just say to everyone else, make sure you don't miss part two. Part two will air tomorrow. 
And uh, we look forward to seeing you then. Thank you, Brian. Take care. Thanks, man. Thank you for taking time out to listen to Kingdom Talks. You can find out more about Kingdom Talks Media and our mission to unite in faith and grow as mature sons at kingdomtalksmedia.com. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes, Fringe Radio Network, and many more places. Go to our website to find links to all of our media outlets, as well as fantastic online courses and conferences, including the life-changing interactive course, Ultimate Impact. And last but not least, we ask that you consider partnering with us to fulfill the mission to get these messages to the world. To become a partner, go to the Partnership tab on our website. Thank you, and until next time, live a blessed life and keep carrying us in your heart and sharing us wherever hearts are open.